Welcome to Thrive Church Podcast. We just want you to know that wherever you are in your faith journey, you are welcomed, you are loved, and you are accepted. I hope that as you listen to our podcast, you are moved and inspired to grow closer in your faith with God. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the message. Can we give it up for our kids? Nice job. Nice job, kids. Nice job, Thrive Kids. I want to welcome all of you to our Christmas Eve service. I want to welcome all of those who are watching online. My name is Pastor Sheldon Miles. We're so glad that you're, you've come to celebrate Christmas Eve with us. And we're going to do something that's just a little bit different here. I'm going to step down here, and I'm going to ask if there's any kiddos that are in a house. If you consider yourself a kiddo, will you, will you just come down to front here and, and just face me? Come sit down here. I want to have just a little conversation. If you are a kiddo in the house... And, and all the kiddos, you got your gift bag when you came in, right? I hope you got your gift bag. Just go ahead and sit right down here, right in the front. There we go. All right. Man, thanks for coming down, guys. Thank you. So uh, let me ask you guys, what is your favorite part about Christmas? What do you guys say? What's it? Oh, the, of course, it's the presents. Of course, it's the presents. But what else? What else do you really love about Christmas? Yes. you like what? You like to be around family, okay? And people that you maybe you haven't seen in a while, family members, okay? What else, Z? What do you like? That is a great idea. So first of all, she said wrapping presents and then baking a birthday cake for Jesus. How many of you think that's a great idea? I love that idea. So what what do you like to do? What what about Christmas? Uh, family. You like to be around family? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Being around family, okay. You make cookies for Santa? That's a great idea. That's a fantastic idea. Okay, one more person. Did you have your hand raised? Yes. Did you have your hand raised? No? Okay. Well, how about we do this, guys? How many of you know the Christmas story? You, you know the Christmas story pretty good? Well, I think, I, I'm, I'm opinionated here, I think kids can tell the Christmas story better than adults. Sometimes adults get a little bit boring. Would you guys agree with that? Adults can be kind of boring. And so what, what we have found is we found a video of some kids telling us the Christmas story. I want you to watch the video closely, and I want you to tell me your favorite part at the, at the end of the video, okay? All right, go ahead and watch the video. Mary, she was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, what? I can't, I can't say good. Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager, and I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. Well, they tried to go to a hotel and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms, literally no rooms. So Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in 
here in Bethlehem that that you can stay stay as a staple and then he just pointed the way and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angels said, a new baby is getting born who is king of the Jews. The angels were singing. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wise men heard about it. And then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, that I have at home. Some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Gold, ring, and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world. Did you guys like that? Wasn't that a funny video to watch? So, you guys tell me what was your favorite part about that video. She yes. Said, when they tried to pronounce Bethlehem. When they tried to pronounce Bethlehem, <laughs> they had a hard time. They yes. Bethlehem. What's that? Said Bethlehem. Yeah, that was a funny part. What, what was it? Um, Jesus' Jesus's birth. Yeah, I like that part too. What did you like? When they pronounced anything. When they yeah, they had a hard time enunciating words. Yes, Z? When they say Bethlehem, they're just like Bethlehem. Bethlehem. When the angel was having a hard time talking, and then remember the part where the angel sang? How many of you, that angel sounds like your dad sometimes when he sings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, one more person. Yes. The sheep part? Yeah, oh, that was fun. And so, you know, at this. This story is so important. I know we had fun watching it, but it is so important because God, through Jesus, he gave you his greatest gift. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight uh, in this service. So thank you guys. Are you guys having a good time? And I see all some of you got the glow sticks. So I'm going to ask that you guys just you bring out those glow sticks at the end. We're going to have a candlelight, and you guys just go ahead and shine your glow stick all night long, all right? All right, I'm going to invite you guys to go back to your seats. Thank you for coming and talking with me, guys. Give these guys a hand for coming up here. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. And uh, I just, man, I'm just excited to be here tonight on this Christmas Eve. You know what I like about Christmas Eve? This, this really means that the Christmas shopping is over. How many of you are glad that Christmas shopping is over? I hope, I hope the Christmas shopping is over for some of you. And, and sometimes you hear these romantic stories, you get that romantic gift 
from that special loved one. Here's a story I read about this couple, and a couple, they were really busy in the shopping center, and they were out getting Christmas gifts, and lo and behold, the husband gets lost. How many of you, husbands, you tend to get lost when you're in the shopping mall? And so the wife noticed this, and she's like, oh my goodness, where is he? So she picks up the phone, and she calls him and says, where are you? We have so much to do tonight. Well, he replied to his wife. He said, do you remember the jewelers we went to about 10 years ago? And you fell in love with that beautiful diamond necklace. And we were so poor, we couldn't afford it. Do you remember that? We couldn't afford that necklace. And, and so, I, I, and then we said that one day, one day we're going to be able to get that beautiful necklace for you. And she just, tears come down her cheek. Yes, I, I remember that. I do remember that shop. I remember exactly where it's at. He says, well, I'm in the video game store right next to that shop. <laughs> All right. So, well, how many of you, when, when do you do the gift exchange? Well, you, you have gift exchange. You do it on Christmas Eve. How many of you have had the gift exchange already? You had gift nobody? Okay. We got old schoolers here. Christmas morning. That's when we did it at our house. It's more like Christmas morning chaos in the kingdom uh, on, on Christmas morning. And it is such a wonderful time. But it, and it is Christmas is truly the season for giving. But you often find out what kind of givers people are at Christmas time, don't you? So here's a couple of givers. Maybe you can resonate. Have you ever had that one person who comes to the Christmas party, and the gifts are just a little odd. This is what I call a one-stop shop giver. And this is the person who probably stopped at Walgreens on the way in, and you know it because you, you, somebody gets a packet of razors, and you get a packet of mentholiptus cough drops. The one-stop giver. And then there's the, the one-up giver. The one who always has to give, it one-up you. So, so this is the one where you give that really nice candle. You think, oh, somebody's really going to like this. And in return, you wind up with like a Bluetooth Bose speaker. And you're like, oh, man, I just got, they just get up gave me this year. Or how about the re-gifters? Are there any re-gifters in the house? None of you are going to confess to that, but some of you are re-gifters. And somehow, you know they're a re-gifter because... The gift that you just opened up is the exact same gift that you gave to that person last year. So you know they're a re-gifter. And then there are, and, and these ones irritate me the most, these are the no-gifters. So the no-gifters are the ones who will walk into the house, the Christmas party, and they come in just open arms, just, they, you know, they didn't bring anything. And they are the ones, I don't know how it happens, but they're the ones who walk out of the house with the most gifts. How does that happen? Don't you just wonder about that? Well, and then there is another group of givers, and I, I like to, to call them the generous givers. And I want you to know Thrive Church is filled with generous givers because a few weeks ago, we set out a Christmas tree and we said, hey, listen, we're going to bless families in the 715 area code, and we're going to ask you to be generous. And you responded. And we were able to give out 50 gifts, well worth over $1,000, to bless families in need in the 715 area code. Can we just give it up for our generous gifter, gifters tonight? Well, again, it's the season for giving. And maybe some of you did not finish 
your Christmas giving yet. And here's, here's a few ideas that I read about from last year, just in case you're wondering. Maybe you thought about that special loved one who would just love to have a lightsaber. Wasn't Pastor Brandon a big lightsaber guy? Do you know last year somebody gifted somebody a lightsaber, you know, from Star Wars? It cost him $280,000 lightsabers, just in case you're thinking about getting it. Or else there, there's somebody who gifted somebody the Beats headphones, you know, the big ones there, and they diamond-plated this, these Bose headphones, and, but they're noise-canceling, all right? But it cost that person $1 million, $1 million Bose heads, uh, our Beats headphones. And then last of all, Beyonce and Jay-Z, Beyonce decided to buy her husband Jay-Z a Bugatti. I thought it was a cologne. I had to look this up. A Bugatti is a car worth $2.4 million. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And just in case some of you were wondering, uh, thinking about buying your pastor a Bugatti, I would take a white one, but I, you know, I'm kind of into the black. If you, black with red racing stripes if you're thinking about getting me one of those Bugattis for Christmas. So, you know what, as awesome as these gifts that I just talked about are, I want you to know this evening on Christmas Eve, there is no greater gift than the amazing gift that God gave to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? God's greatest gift to you is His grace through His Son, Jesus Christ. In fact, the Apostle Paul says this about Jesus. He says, thanks be to God. For his incredible gift. He's talking about Jesus there, his incredible gift. So today, tonight I want to talk to you in this Christmas Eve service about God's gift of grace. And whether you realize it or not, your, yours and mine, my, our biggest need tonight is not so much the vaccine for the pandemic, all right? Uh, though we would like that to kind of go away. Yours and my biggest need is a cure for our sin problem. Because each and every person in this room, we have a sickness, and it's called sin. And we suffer from this sin problem each and every day. And so whether you realize it or not, God's grace is your biggest need. Let me say that one more time. Your biggest need here tonight is God's grace. We all have this in common. Again, we have a sin problem. And you know what sin does to us? This is what sin does. And I've been a pastor for 20-some years. And here's, here's my observation of what it does to people. It fills people with guilt. And then it turns into shame. And then it leads into this place called condemnation. And when it goes unresolved, you know what happens? And, and maybe you've had this happen in your life. I know it's happened in mine, but it begins to manifest into things like depression, anxiety, anger, or, or just maybe a, always a sadness about you. Or maybe you're here tonight and you feel like your situation and just the way you feel inside is hopeless. You see, some of us, we're, we're really good at it. You've gotten good at it, of carrying around this smile on the outside, 
but you got all of that stuff going on in the inside. And I would say this stems from, it's a manifestation of your sin problem. And our sin problem, what it does is it makes us feel like slaves. We are enslaved to our pain and to our sin problem. And so this is the reason. This is why we celebrate Christmas. This is why Christmas is so important because God sent His Son Jesus into the world on that first Christmas night to reveal to us God's amazing gift that sets us free. So as before we move on any farther, I want to read for you the Christmas story. And I, I just kind of want us to just kind of maybe sit back in our chairs, and I just want us to imagine maybe we are those shepherds in the field. And we're just, we're, 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 we're watching these angels in the sky and listening to the words they say. Are you ready? Let's, let's do that. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. I think I would be a little terrified myself. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. And suddenly the, angels, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those who, with whom God is pleased. So I think some, some people, they wonder. You know, we, we grow up and we watch all these Christmas movies and we really forget what really is the significance of Christmas. Why is Christmas so important? And I want to tell you tonight, here's my definition of what Christmas is. Christmas is the celebration of God's amazing gift of grace to all mankind through His Son, Jesus Christ. Let me say that one more time. Christmas is the celebration, and therefore, that's why I think having birthday cakes on Christmas, I think that's a great thing. Christmas is a celebration of God's amazing gift of grace to all mankind through His Son, Jesus Christ. Grace. What is grace? We've, we've all heard that word before, but what is grace? Grace is, is something that you do not deserve. You didn't earn it. You didn't gain it. You didn't go out and work for it. It's something that is given to you freely. It is, it is, fr it is the free, unmerited favor of God. Let me say it one more time. Grace is the free and unmerited favor of God. And the opposite of grace, let me give you that, the opposite of grace is this word called condemnation. You ever been in that place before where you just feel so stuck in your sin, you feel so much guilt, you feel so much shame, and you just know you deserve the worst of all punishments? That's condemnation. A few years ago, uh, I, I talked to my wife, and my mother-in-law's birthday was coming up, and so we were going to surprise them. And so we called her dad and said, hey, we're going to drive up as fast as we can, and we're going to meet you guys for, for breakfast, 
And, uh, and so I was, we, we just had a great visit with them, quick visit over the weekend, and then drove back to Green Bay. And on our way back to Green Bay, uh, you know, just a, about an hour down the road, all of a sudden there's a squad car following me with its lights on. Like, what, what did I do? Well, I know exactly what I was doing. I was, I was thinking how great I was that I did this, made, planned this little trip, and uh, I was not paying attention to my speed. And so they come up, and they, they, ask, you the, the, <laughs> they ask you the obvious question, uh, do you understand why I pulled you over? And like, <laughs> yeah, I was speeding. And, and so, but this is Minnesota. This is northern Minnesota. You know, Minnesota nice. That's kind of the theme for Minnesota. I'm thinking, okay, it wasn't too far over. This guy's he's going to give me grace. I was polite to him. I was courteous respectful. He seems like a nice guy. He's going to give me grace. He comes back, hands me the ticket, and I am blown away. It is a ticket that I could hardly afford to pay. He walks away, and there I am, stuck in my condemnation, just angry. (laughs) I was guilty. I deserved that ticket. I deserved it. And for some of you, here tonight, that's your image of God, by the way. Your image of God, you have grown up all of your life thinking that God is kind of like that highway patrolman, just kind of hiding off behind some bridge or some, behind some trees, just waiting, just looking, just waiting for you to mess up so he can jump out, turn on his lights, and pull you over and say, you are guilty. I now put on you a debt of condemnation. Some of you really, honestly, that's how you feel about God tonight. And I hope that, that maybe something, anything that I share tonight might be able to change that paradigm that you have about God. Because I know it, Paul, the Apostle Paul, his paradigm was changed because of his encounter with God. The Apostle Paul, he said this, well, he, at one time he was once the, the worst of all criminals, He believed, he grew up believing that it was through your works. And if you just weren't good enough, then you deserve to be in condemnation. But the only problem is we can never be good enough. Some of us have tried all of our lives and just tried to be this good person. And then you mess up and you feel guilty and you're like, oh, I'm never, I can never. And some of you have given up on God because you can never be good enough. And Paul, when he had this Christ encounter, his entire life was changed, and he realized this about God. This is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. He says, for it is by grace, it's by grace that you've been saved. And it happens through faith. And this is not from yourselves. You can't save yourselves. It is the gift of God, the greatest gift ever. And it's not by your works. No one can boast about this. See, you see, I think the, the Apostle Paul, he had this view, this, this worldview that maybe, and if I could just maybe put it like this, maybe we had the same view of God as we had the, as the view of Santa. You know, how, you know how it works with Santa, right? You just have to be really good if you want to have a really awesome Christmas and you want to get lots of gifts and presents, it's all based on how good you are throughout the year, right? 
And there's a lot of people who are living out their life journey with that understanding of who God is, and again, not feeling like they can ever do enough. So tonight, I want to clear away any confusion about, about God's gift to us. And I just want to get, just give you a few points for you to think about, to give you understanding about God's gift. And the first thing that I would say to you, that God's grace is a free gift. God's grace is a free gift, a free gift from God. How many of you have ever received, like, the most amazing gift that you never saw coming before? Anybody? When it was something that just happened to you? We had this happen to us about 15 years ago. I had a friend who found out that our 15th wedding anniversary was coming up. And he decided to reach out to us and ask us, well, he he would like to give to us a free five-night cruise. A cruise. We said yes to the cruise. <laughs> he said yes. He says, the only thing you need to do is you just need to fly down to Fort Lauderdale and make your arrangements uh, to, to get onto the cruise ship, and that free gift is yours. Well, I didn't do anything to deserve that. I, 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 we, we couldn't have afforded that on our own. It was a free gift. And, 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 well, here, here's what we look like. I know some of you think, well, that was just taken yesterday. No, that was just, that was, that was, it was just a, that's a good-looking couple right there, and they're just glowing. And I think they're glowing because they were just so amazed, so blown away that somebody would give them this free gift, this wonderful experience that they didn't deserve, but somebody chose to give it to them. I love amazing free gifts. But listen to what Paul says here in Romans 6.23. Paul understands us. He says, now listen, he says, now we understand the punishment for our sin, the wages of our sin. The fact is, is that it deserves death. But, everybody say but. But the free gift, everybody say free gift. The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The gift of God. You see, the fine we owe, the fine we owe for our sin is death. I want you to all of us to understand here tonight, because of our sin problem, every person in this room deserves the death penalty. That's just what it means to God. Yet, God sent Christ as the Son of God. He, he was blameless and without sin. And what he did, and when he came to earth, he went to the cross and he paid your debt. Paid your debt. For the sin, not only for your debt, but for the sins of the world. And you could never, ever, in a million lifetimes, make up for it. You can never. We can never be good enough to pay off this debt. The power of Christmas is that God saw the urgency of your situation and he provided for you a free gift of grace to be your sin offering. Here's the second thing that I want you to know. Grace is a gift that you receive by faith. You receive this gift by faith. And here's a definition. The best definition is found in Hebrews 11.1. It says this, Now faith 
is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is made up of two parts. It's made up of two parts. First, you believe and then you trust. You first believe it and then you trust. Now, if I can go back to my cruise story a little bit. Again, the guy said, all you have to do is you just have to make arrangements and you need to go to the airport and get inside this aluminum tube with wings and a jet engine on it. And you just need to get into the chair and just snap the seatbelt and go over 500 miles in, uh, miles per hour and go 30-some thousand feet into the sky and just trust that it's going to get you there. <laughs> you see, that's faith. That's faith. We had no problem with it. In fact, I think I may have taken a nap on the airplane. I want you to know each and every day, we all walk by faith. We choose to believe, and then we trust. And so faith in God is believing that He is who He says He is, and that He can do what He says He can do. Did you catch that? Faith in God is believing He is who He says He is and that He can do what He says He is. So who is Jesus? You ever asked that question before? Who is Jesus? Well, let's go back to what the angels just said here for a few moments. He said, they said, He will come into the world and He will be the Savior of the world. A Savior is somebody who saves somebody in a drowning condition. He's kind of like the lifeguard of life. For, for those who are drowning, he jumps in and he saves them. The angel says that he will be the Messiah. The Messiah is defined as a person who is expected to save people from a very bad situation. Again, God's gift to us saves us from the penalty of our sin. And last of all, the angels proclaim that he will be Lord that he will be the leader of our lives. And if we will follow him and get behind him and follow him, he will lead us to life more abundantly and eternal life. So faith is not something you are born into. Let me say that one more time. Faith, you don't have faith because you were born into it. You have faith because you choose to believe and you choose to trust. And now you have faith. The third thing that I want you to understand tonight about God's gift, grace is a gift for everyone. God, God's gift of grace is for everyone and it's for you. Listen to what it says in Romans 10, 13. Paul points out this important element about God's grace. He says, everyone, everybody say everyone. Everyone. That includes you. That includes me. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, will be changed, will be transformed. One of my favorite Bible stories is about Jesus and his encounter, giving somebody grace. The story goes that there was this woman who was caught in the act of adultery. She was guilty. And she deserved the punishment. And the punishment back in, back in those days was so harsh, but it was almost like immediate. They would they'd gather a crowd around us and they would stone this person. Well, these religious leaders, they were trying to make a fool out of Jesus. And so as they caught this woman, 
they brought her in front of Jesus, and they were trying to put Jesus, trying to mess him up a little bit. And they're like, hey, Jesus, this woman deserves a death penalty caught in the act of adultery. What do you think we should do with her? And Jesus looks up at him, and he says, let, let the one who is innocent, let the one who has never sinned, let you cast the first stone. Well, they, they begin to drop their stones because they know all of them are guilty, just like you and I, all guilty of sin. And they walked away. And Jesus looks at the woman and says, where are your accusers? And she said, they've left. And he goes, I, I do not condemn you. Now go, and I want you to sin no more. You know what he just gave her? He gave her grace. She was just an ordinary person, an ordinary woman, an ordinary person, just like you and I, going through everyday experiences and just messing up. And there God was giving her grace. She was guilty. She deserved a death penalty. But Jesus extended grace to her. And I, know, I want you to know that God wants to extend that same grace to you no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what your circumstances in life, I want you to know God wants to extend that same grace to you. And last of all, I want you to understand that God's grace is a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I love that. I love that line in that movie, Christmas Vacation. Remember, remember when Clark gets that, that, that gift certificate for a year's worth of supplies of jelly? And his cousin Eddie comes up behind him and says, Clark, right there, that there is the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> I love that line. You know, sometimes as a pastor, I, I'll do funerals and a family member might come up to me and just share their story. And they'll ask me the question, do you think they're in heaven today? <laughs> I, I, I want all of you to know I have no idea. I have no idea of, of who is in heaven and who is not. I, I, Jesus just says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. But I want to ask you tonight, if you could have absolute certainty that you could be saved, that you, when you die, you could have eternal life to be with God, would you take it? Would you take that opportunity? You see, Jesus gives us this clear roadmap and probably the most popular scripture verse, probably the most important scripture verse. I think it's a Christmas scripture verse. He gives this to us in John 3.16. And I'd like to ask you, can we do this together? Can we read this verse aloud together? For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You see, he, God gives us an equation, a mathematical equation here for eternal life. He says, God gave. God gave you his son. He gives you his grace. And then when you receive that gift through believing and through trusting, through faith, 
God gives you his eternal life. And when you, you know that you have eternal life because you have what I call the peace of God. I want to ask you tonight, have you made your peace with God? Have you received God's gift of salvation? Have you received the gift of his grace? Some of you are here tonight, and well, I, I don't know how you do that. Can I just clearly explain that to you? you first of all, you just you go to God, and you acknowledge that you need Him, that you need a Savior. And then and just say, God, I'm asking you to forgive me. I need you to forgive me of my sins. And what you do when you ask for that, what you're doing is you take your sins that you're carrying and that condemnation and you're giving it to him. It's too big for you to carry, but he carries it for the entire world. And then you invite God and you say, God, I want you to put your spirit inside of me because I want to choose to live for you. I want my heart to be filled with your peace and no longer that condemnation. I decide to make you Lord of my life, and I'm choosing today to live in relationship with you. So how about it? On this Christmas Eve, have you made your peace with God? You can make your peace with God right here, right now. Can we just do that? If you'd like to, can we just all bow our heads right now and ask God for the gift of his son? Lord, here we are on this Christmas Eve recognizing even more clearly that we need a Savior. Lord, I'm guilty of my sins. And I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin. That you would take that condemnation from me and fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your peace. I want to know tonight that I'm going to have eternal life with you. And I'm choosing today I'm going to choose to live for you. I'm not, you didn't call for me to be perfect. You just called for me to follow you. And so I do that tonight. Be my Lord. Be my Savior in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Can we just give God a shout out right now? Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the gift of your son. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. We're going to enter into a time. We're going to close out this service with communion and then a candlelight. So I'm going to ask, if, if you did not receive a cup, a communion cup, will you please raise your hand? Our ushers will help you. Our ushers are, are walking around this room. If you could take, open up that first tab, and we pull out this wafer. I want you to know you don't need to be a member of Thrive Church. You don't have to be a member of any church. You just need to be a member of God's family. And if you've prayed that prayer, you are now a child of God. And I invite you to join with us in communion. And what communion is, is to remind us of God's gift, the gift of His Son, the gift of His grace, of what He did. When He was born, He came to earth as a man, and He died as a man. And he took our sins on the cross. So, and so, Lord, as we hold this wafer, it represents your body. You came and lived as a, as a person. You, 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 and, and so, Lord, you went to the cross and you laid down your body for me. And you paid a price I could never pay in a million years. 
So I thank you for that as I partake. Can we partake together? We hold the cup. Lord, we know that when you died on the cross, you bled. And your blood became the ink that sealed my salvation. That was the grace poured out for me. You paid a price I could never repay. I'm here tonight on this Christmas Eve to thank you for that life and the life that I can have more abundantly and eternal life. I thank you in Jesus' name. Shall we partake together? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God's gift of grace on this Christmas Eve. God's gift of grace is a free gift. Understand that tonight. It's a free gift. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. It is a gift received by faith. It is a gift for every person in this room, every person who's driving by this building tonight, every person in the 715, every person in the world. It's for everyone, and it is a gift that keeps on giving for eternity. Amen. Can we just give God a shout out for his gift of grace? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you so much for checking out the Thrive Church Podcast. I hope you were inspired by the message today. If you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so we can impact more lives. Remember, wherever you are in your faith journey, you are welcomed, loved, and accepted. Have a wonderful day.